back to Tesh Matters with Jeff Boggs. Phone lines are open. Reach out and touch Jeff at 367-1240. 32 minutes after 11 o'clock, our Mellow Joy Coffee Tom. My pleasure to welcome back to the show Richard A. Bear from A. Bear's Garden Center. He has brought in some rocks. Yeah, no, yeah, we'll, I we'll think those are potatoes yeah, those are from a potatoes. distance. Irish potatoes, that's correct. And uh, so, you know, it feels like spring today, and I think it's going to feel like spring tomorrow, and then it's going to get really ugly again in mm-hmm. terms of cool. moisture. Yeah, go cool and, and wet. Saturday, damp and cold. Yeah. Cold, yeah. So, you know, it's January. That's the good news. And uh, But, uh, you know, now's the time to start to prepare your beds and kind of get them ready you got to pick and choose that's one thing about uh mother nature this time of year it doesn't allow you a long opportunity to get ready meaning that if your ground gets dry and you better get in there and do it because the next day if it rains it doesn't dry out as fast as it does uh in the summertime or in spring even uh when temperatures are warmer and just the evaporation you just don't have it so you gotta you know when you get your chance to do it so you know bed preparation is important but Today I want to talk a little bit about the Irish potatoes because they just came in and there's a little preparation you need to do there before you plant. And really potatoes are one of my favorite crops because you don't see what you got till you harvest because it's a root crop. So it grows in the soil. And so, uh, you know, the fact that it's growing in the soil is very important that the soil is loose, a lot of compost, uh, uh, you know, sandy soil. Uh, does really, really well. And, you know, when you plant in the ground in mother's, Mother Nature's earth, earth, you have to really add a lot of uh, looseners, which is basically compost, to kind of keep that soil from packing. Jeff, around here, we have a lot of clay soils down here. And it just really, really clay, that clay, if uh, uh, it, 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 it can harden like a rock. And so that's not the best for potatoes. So you need to amend that soil. But, you know, today people are doing raised beds and containers, and it's just an easy, easy way to do it. But you can buy the potatoes now. And what's the difference between a potato that you would buy in a nursery versus a potato that you'd buy in the store? Basically, the only difference is, is, is these potatoes are certified seed potatoes, which basically means they are grown in sections in areas uh, that will allow for the least amount of potential disease problems and and they culture them that way meaning potatoes that are going to the grocery store they do a lot less to those potatoes than they would do these so that you have a certified seed basically means is that free of disease and insect issues so that you're starting with the the best potential that you could could you plant one from the uh, from the grocery store and would it grow absolutely but the potential for the best production is going to be limited from the get-go. Are there any more eyes on those? No, necessarily. No, not okay. not not at all. It's just it's just that they're grown in separate areas apart from all the other potatoes, so that they can uh, keep them clean of virus and fungus and all that as possible. And that's why it's very difficult. In other words, in the fall. There's no, they don't ship seed. These, the, all these potatoes are coming from the Dakotas and Nebraska and those areas, okay? And so, so in the fall, it's, you can plant potatoes in the fall, but you got to save your own. And uh, so that's a little trickier because you're saving your own, but you don't, you never want to do this. You never want to uh, uh, plant 
the potatoes that you've harvested in November, let's say, from a fall crop, and, and use that to plant your spring crop. You're definitely going to have more fungus issues there. Mm. We, just, we just have too much hum- humidity in South Louisiana. These come from much arid, arid regions and, uh, where it's, it's not, a, not, a lot, not as much disease issues. Gotcha. So what you want to do now, because it's a little early to plant them, but you'd want to do now is, and I, and I, and I bought uh, three types of potatoes. I'm showing Jeff right now. This is basically looks like identical to the ones you buy in the store. And uh, one is a red Lasota, which is, which is the most common and the most uh, uh, popular one because it, it, it produces the best. Uh, then there's uh, one called Yukon Gold, and there's one called White Russet. All three of these you can find in the store, and, and like the, you know, the white russets are really good for baking. So there's different reasons. Uh, you know, the red Lesotho are good for you know, all-purpose potato salads. Different reasons to grow different ones. Still, the Lesotho is your best producing one, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, rule of thumb, it used to be you plant, uh, you know, one pound of potatoes, and you would get 10 to 12 pounds of production. In a small garden, in the right situations, I've seen where a person could plant one pound, but then get 30 to 50 pounds wow. of production, and which is really, really insane when you think about it. But, uh, and that's only because you're amending the soil, and like these raised beds or big containers, you have a loose soil, so they can really divide and fill out if you, if you take care of them properly. But anyway, you start with the whole potato, and what you want to do, and it's what, why it's good to get the potatoes earlier than normal, is you want to cut them. And you can see, Jeff, that I have cut these. Yeah. And basically, I've cut these. One potato is cut into fours. Now, years ago, and, 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 the, and the biggest issue you have when you cut a potato up is it has to have these little dimples in them, which are called eyes. And the eye is not, is not the sprout. It is just the eye. That's where the sprout comes from. But it doesn't have to be sprouted to, uh, to plant them, but you have to uh, have an eye per piece. Years ago, Jeff, when, when, uh, when people used to use pot- these potatoes as a cash crop, so sugarcane is our cash crop now, but before my time, back in the 30s and the 40s, potatoes was one of our cash crops. And uh, they would grow acres of this. And, and uh, in that case you know, they would actually cut these much smaller. So maybe this potato I cut into fours, and they would cut a potato into maybe 12s so that they would get the most uh, most seed out of the potato. The drawback to that and why it's an less advantage. Less food, less energy. Well, less energy. That's the drawback, and that's the drawback. There's less energy in there. So if the potato sprouting might have some struggles, whether it be cold temperatures or whatever, there's less, you're right, there's less of it to survive and make it till it gets to, uh, to sprouting and starts to make, it, make its own food. So that was the hook, but that's what they do. They have to, they have to uh, maximize the, the seed, the number of seeds, so they didn't have to buy a lot of seed. And so that's what they did. For a homeowner, it's not as critical. You just want, you want a good germ, a good percentage of sprouting. So you cut them to fours. The only issue, you've got to make sure you have at least one eye per potato, and the eye does not have to be sprouted. But it needs to be cut so it can heal over. I'm sure all the listeners know that when you cut a potato at home, it's kind of fleshy and kind of oozing a little bit moisture. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that, that is just basically showing that's just a way for a fungus, a virus, or an insect to get into that potato. So when you cut it, 
that allows time for this to heal over. And if you've ever cut a potato, it kind of turns brown and seals itself. A good idea would be to, and, and we pre-cut a lot of, not a lot, but, you know, some of our potatoes so that we can dip them in sulfur. Sulfur is basically, uh, you know, a bacteriocide, a viricide, and it's just uh, helps prevent pathogens from getting in. And so we dip them in that. And so... Is that what you sell or do you sell a whole one too? We, we, we sell mostly the whole ones. Okay. But we started probably five, seven, eight years ago pre-cutting them and pre-dipping them. And the reason we do that is because many times, again, Jeff, what has happened over the last, you know, many decades is that, you know, you know, we used to have truck farms and then we used to have big, uh, big areas in the fields. And now we're getting more of the younger people doing pots and containers uh, in small areas. So they really don't need a lot of potatoes and they really don't want to buy a four pound bag of sulfur for five potatoes. So what we do is we just pre-cut them, dip them in the sulfur, and have them ready for sale. And, and a lot of people do that for simplicity and actually for cost because they want to do it right. And it also saves time because once you cut the potato, ideally you would, you would want to wait a minimum of five days for them to heal over. So, you, you know, the weekend gardeners, Jeff, they come in, they, they want to let's go, let's get it done because Monday's another day. And so I want to uh, – they want to plant, plant them. So we have them pre-cut where they can go and just direct plant them and – and you're done. Uh, but you do not have to uh, wait for them to sprout. In terms of timing, Jeff, you know, a good rule of thumb is middle of February. So the only issue with potatoes is that a potato, there's two potential uh, issues with a potato in the ground, is if you plant it too early, it's going to take a lot longer for it to, to sprout out of the soil. And two, if you plant it early, there's more potential of it rotting. Uh, hence the sulfur to, and, and hence the healing over. But if for some reason it's a wet, wet season and you don't, um, uh, the, not that the ground doesn't drain good, but it just holds a little bit more. Actually, like we talk about the clay, it has a lot more clay in it. You know, some people, they will rot on you. And uh, whereas the raised beds or the containers, much less chance of that happening, uh, assuming the soil is right. And, and so you generally don't have that problem. The other issue with planting early is that if it does sprout and it gets out of the ground 12 inches, and we get a frost or a freeze, it could kill it or at minimum burn it back. And I've seen that happen where even a person would plant in the middle of February and they sprout out by the first week of March, they're out 12 inches, and we get a frost or a freeze, and that, that can happen. Uh, the, the potato itself in the ground is fine, but it's going to burn it back to the ground, and then it's got to start all over again. So... I, it's okay to plant early if you want to get an early start. Let's say you want to plant the first week of February. That's okay, but you almost inherently should be prepared to at some point either cover it or mulch it heavy. Uh, if you're prepared for that, your odds are pretty good that you're going to make it, you know. And, and hence, you have to have a relatively small garden. You can't have, you know, you know five 50-foot rows, and you can't plant that early. What you do is you plant that about the middle of February in two weeks that come out of the ground and then you hope that it doesn't get really cold and, and you'll make it. If it does get cold, they burn back, they'll still come back and they'll still make, won't be as much, but they'll still make. But you, you don't want to wait too, too late. If you start waiting till uh, March, uh, there's some issues there. One is that the sprouts of the, uh, the potato, the potato starts to use some of that energy in the, in the, uh, in the potato itself because of the sprouts and you, hence, you know, the softening of the potato. And, and so they're using that energy and, 
and uh, and you just don't have enough time between the the uh, uh, planting time and harvest time to uh, really produce that well. So you want to get an early start. Come and get them and and cut them. And uh, what kind? I'm just going to ask that quarter of a potato. How many potatoes does that produce? And I know it's going to vary. But. It's going to vary depending on size and all that. But, uh, again, so I, I don't know. I figure maybe three of these might weigh a pound. So let's say we go by, we'll split the difference. Let's say uh, uh, a pound would make 20. If you had a good soil, it would make 20 pounds. So one of these devices, so this, this one potato should make about six pounds. So maybe six to ten potatoes. Okay. And uh, which is the, the the neat thing about about harvesting potatoes again, like I said earlier, you don't know what you got till you start digging, and that's really pretty neat. And, and we'll talk about and you know it's and time that. to dig up when I'm, we'll get into that. Okay. So where do you plant it? Good drainage, full sun, very important, and uh, raised bed. Large containers work great. Ten gallon containers, fifteen gallon, twenty five gallon. You can actually. Put a layer of soil down there, maybe uh, 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 eight, ten inches of soil or, or potting soil or regular soil, and you plant them, and then you start covering with mulch as they grow out of the container. So basically the container is going to be mostly empty when you start, and then as it grows you put compost, not mulch, put compost up and you keep fertilizing. And we'll talk about exactly what you do there. But, uh, and you're going to cover these after, you, after you've uh, cut them and they've healed over. You'll cover them about a one and a half, two or three inches, depending on the soil. And so they're going to be completely covered, and they're going to sprout out of that. It is a root crop, but the roots will actually start mounding out of the soil as they, as they start to uh, produce. Um, fertilizer, you know, some people want to go organic. Just remember, when it comes to fertilizing potatoes, it is a root crop, so they like that middle number to be higher than all the other numbers. So the middle number is phosphorus, which is good for root development. So something, for example, the three major nutrients in all fertilizers are rated this way, nitrogen, phosphorus, and uh, potassium. So a general fertilizer is 13, 13, 13. You've got equal amounts of, mo- of, of each element in there. For a potato, you might want to do like an 8, 24, 24, or a 6, 30, 5, or 6, 30, and then number 30, and then 5. That middle number needs to be higher on the initial planting. So you'd mix that in the soil. Bone meal is a good organic one. It is straight middle number phosphorus. That's all it is, is phosphorus. That's a great one to mix in the soil when you first plant. And, uh, and, it's, and it's also very safe. And so the middle number is important. You'd mix that before planting, and then you, you, you'd uh, plant your cut piece that's been healed over. And, you know, do you plant it upside down or right side up? It really doesn't matter, Jeff. However, remember, the, the eye is where it's going to sprout from. So if you want to come out quicker, plant it downside and let it come out quicker. But if you, for some reason, these people who are planting, you know, acres upon acres, they're they drop them. Exactly. They yeah. drop them. And so it may take a little bit longer for them to sprout, but they'll do fine. And then uh, you space them about a 12 inches apart and let them go. They're not going to come up fast. The biggest don't when it comes to potatoes is you do not add lime. Uh, and that's the biggest mistake people make because people are kind of used to, I think it comes back from years ago, they would add lime to the soil whether it needs it or not. And lime basically uh, 
uh, will raise the pH of the soil, which for most vegetables, your pH should be around 6.5, which is considered alkaline, which is what lime does. It makes the soil more alkaline. Uh, potatoes don't like an alkaline soil. They need it acid. So if you add lime, it's going to raise that pH and really uh, create havoc in the standpoint of what it will cause is something called potato scab which is just, you got to harvest a potato, it's going to look like hundreds of scabs all over the surface skin of the potato, which obviously doesn't make it very appealing visually. The good thing, if it does happen, there's nothing wrong with the potato, you just peel it like you would do a normal potato, and it's very edible, not a problem. But in terms of if you were trying to sell it, you wouldn't, there's no way you could sell it, and you just don't want to have potato scab. It just, it just does not look good. So you don't want to add lime. Now, if, you know, some years I can tell if people want to uh, dip the potato in lime on the cut, it's okay. You just don't want to add to the soil so that pH is raised. And so that's really important. If you're going to do potatoes, you don't want to have a high pH. You want to have a lower pH, and that helps you. Okay. Then uh, you want to repeat uh, fertilizer in about six to eight weeks, and then you go in with straight nitrogen. That middle number I just talked about does not leach out of the soil, so it remains. The first number in the elements, which is nitrogen, is very important uh, to produce leaves, and so and that one leaches. So after about six weeks, you're going to have very little nitrogen in the soil, so you want what they call side dress. That's what the sugarcane farmers do. They'll side dress in the fields at a certain point in the season because it causes that cane to grow, which produces sugar. Same thing here. This causes this potato to grow, and those leaves, by making food, will produce more potatoes. So you want to side dress, you know, about six weeks after, but you don't want to use calcium nitrate. Calcium nitrate is a, is a, uh, is a source of nitrogen, which is readily used with tomatoes, but it has calcium in it, which is basically lime. Lime has, lime has calcium in it, which will raise the pH. So you don't want to use uh, calcium nitrate. And if you do, not critical. You just want to, you don't want to keep using it. Anybody who is growing uh, potatoes in a container, like I said earlier, a 10-gallon or a 15-gallon black plastic container or whatever, it's important as that plant grows to use liquid fertilizers. Remember, when you're growing in the container and it's just compost, Stuff leaches out of it very rapidly. You'll see, you'll water it. It just goes straight out of it, which is great. But that also means that the fertilizer, more watering, and yeah. more water, and more watering for sure, and the fertilizer is just being leached out. And so liquids will allow that to, uh, and you could use liquids once or twice a week. If you, if you can find a liquid that's high in that middle number, that's really important. And just, just pour it on those leaves uh, uh, a couple times a week as well as with your granulated fertilizers. But it does require more fertilizer than you would in the ground because of the leaching effect. Uh, and then you just keep adding compost. I was going to ask, um, if you're doing it in a container, how big does that container need to be? And uh, I guess I'd say the same thing in that sort of raised box uh, beds that people put together. Yes. So most of the raised boxes, you know, I recommend 12 inches tall. I mean, that's ideally for, for anything. But if you have a raised box 12 inches... I'm just thinking, if, if all the potatoes are being produced underground, right. you, you need some space. You need some space. You do. And, uh, but remember this, is that it's going to be probably in the top 6 or 8 inches. And we're talking about the size of the container. Let's say we use a 10, 15, 25-gallon black container, whatever you got, okay? Uh, you're starting in the lower portions of it, and then as it grows, you're adding compost as it grows. 
So in that case, actually, the the the, uh, the potatoes are going to be are going to be pro- produced right at ground level. What 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 they used to do back in the day is once the potatoes got, uh, you know. 18 the, the the plant itself 18 24 inches tall they would come on the rows and they would furrow the rows and actually pull the soil over that 8 to 12 inches almost bury it and those potatoes will make right on top of that so that's kind of what they do uh is, is once once the, the plant gets 24 inches tall they will come in on the rows and they will actually uh furrow that soil and pl- and, and move it uh, right over the plant itself and those and that and these uh, potatoes will actually move, will make on top of the ground, but the ground is there. So you don't want a potato to get a lot of sun too. That they'll they'll get an issue there also. So if a potato makes on top, or you leave those potatoes on top for too long, they will actually turn green, and that's toxic. You don't want that. So potatoes are, are basically a root crop, but you can increase production by causing uh, by taking that soil and plowing over the top of the plant allowing these potatoes to produce kind of on top of the ground, but it's really on ground. So it's really on top. Same thing with container. You're adding soil, so they're making up the container. They won't make all the way to the top, but they'll do extremely well, surprisingly well. And, uh, um, and so that's kind of the, the do's and don'ts of that. When do you harvest? Okay, so potatoes, if you plant them normal time, give or take right in February, they will, you can start to harvest them around the middle of May. Okay, so if, you, if you're producing a lot of potatoes, obviously the longer they go, the bigger they'll get. And actually the size is going to be the more critical. The number will probably be the same, but the size will get bigger. But you want the plant to really die completely before harvesting the bulk of them. Let's say you got 20 plants, Jeff, and you want to say, look, it's the middle of May, and I want to see what I got. Go dig up one. You can actually you can harvest them, and you can eat those potatoes, no problem. But if you harvest all of those too early, then they're going to rot on you much faster So because they're still full of moisture. So if you let that plant grow and die out, and really if after if, if Mother Nature, uh, you, when you go to plow them up or dig them up, you dig them up and you leave them out in the sun for a day, it helps dry out. Now, you wouldn't want to know continue that that's when that greening will occur but or 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 take them into the washhead and put them on a uh, uh, an area spread out so they will dry out but the key is is that the plant itself has to die and so when you start to see the, the plant start to yellow up and 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 become spotty let that plant just die completely and and then go and harvest obviously if you see a torrential rain coming uh, you want to get them out of there, you know, if you can. Uh, you know, a good sign of potatoes are producing is usually in mid to late April they will flower and make these little white flowers. And that tells you that, okay, I'm, we, we're, I'm doing something right. Something's happening under the ground, uh, you know, they're making. Size of it and quantity, you only better tell once you harvest and, and that's it. How easy is it to harvest without potentially damaging the potato you know like using a sharp spade or something like that that's right and so there is something and they used to use years ago called a potato fork and it's basically a pitchfork but instead of having the the pointed tips to it the they're much wider and so you can actually go underneath it and flip the soil up and it opens it up as opposed if you go in with a flat shovel you can cut a bunch so it kind of limits your damage 
and and that's kind of what you want to you want to harvest with. You don't want to go in there with a shovel and just dig. You're yeah. going to cut a bunch of potatoes. But with raised beds and pots, it's almost you can almost dig them up by hand. I mean, and that's the ideal. And, and you just kind of move the soil away, and you kind of just pick them up with your hands, so you don't do what you were just saying, cut through them. And uh, but potato fork is the way they used to do it years ago uh, in the fields, and they would use something that didn't have many ends to it, so that when you went in there, it, and it would kind of open the the uh, the row up. Sure. So it's it's more open up. Real good. Anything else? Uh, uh, that's it, Jeff. Next week we'll talk a little bit about roses. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're slowly getting to the time to uh, plant them. And, uh, and we'll talk about some of those old roses, the old type, the old cut flower roses that kind of have gone by the wayside but still can be done just on a smaller scale. Very good. Richard, always a pleasure. Thank you, Jeff.